Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Bill hires its new football coach, while the Lady Cavalier basketball team remains unbeaten on the season, and York Institute earns three big wins this week. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville on a rainy Saturday morning. Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook. Plenty to talk about today. A whole lot of basketball. We're even going to talk a little bit of football this morning as uh, Cookville has hired its new head football coach. Here in just a few moments, we'll speak with Taylor Hennigan, the new man in charge of the Cookville football team. Also joining us live at Chick-fil-A this morning will be Coach Michelle Farley and uh, players from the Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball team. We'll speak to them coming up at the bottom of the hour. Also, we'll be joined by a telephone. Talks of York Institute basketball with Coach Mike Johnson. York Institute, uh, three games this week and three victories for the Dragonettes. Got another win last night over Cumberland County, 55-47. As Gabby, Gabby Beatty and Reese Beatty combined for 38 points in the victory. Rob Edwards from the Clay County Boys basketball program will be joining us. We'll talk about Grant Strong and him reaching the 2,000-point plateau for his high school career. Jimmy Miller with Livingston Academy. We'll talk to him after a tough loss to Pickett County back on Thursday night. And also Cookville girls basketball coach Jamie Gillis will join us. Cookville off to a 9-0 start to the basketball season. Quickly, we'll hit some scores of interest from last night. It was Clark Range of girls action getting 16 points from Addie Stowers as they beat Gordonsville 49-33. Clay County and uh, Van Buren County and White County, all their games last night canceled due to non-COVID-related sickness. Cookville, as we mentioned, they're still undefeated. They go up to Knoxville Webb and get a 61-52 win over CAK last night. Four players in double figures led by Cassie Gallagher's 16 points. It was Smith County over Monterey, 44-35. Lindsey Wright with 14 points to lead the effort for Monterey last evening. Stone Memorial losing at home to Hillsborough, 52-13. It was Upperman over Taylor County, Florida in the Samco Classic down in Florida, 69-23 as Mia Moss scored 13 points for the Lady Bees. Warren County gets a big win over Laverne last night, 62-13. On the boys' side, Gordonsville over Clark Range, 78-59. A.J. Brandon pumped in 22 points in the effort for Clark Range. It was Cookville over C.A.K., 43-38. Josh Hurd leading the effort for Cookville with 12 points. York Institute, another big win, 68-65 over Cumberland County. Nick Smith with 18 points in the victory. Also last night, Smith County over Monterey, 45-40. Brandon Dillon scored 16 points in the game for the Monterey Wildcats. Upperman, another tight ball game. They come out with a 70-67 win over Taylor County, Florida. A.J. Nash with 36 points. He knocked down nine three-pointers, just one shy of the school's all-time record. And Laverne over Warren County, 65-43. More basketball talk to come, but we're going to switch gears and head over to the football field where new head Cookville football coach Taylor Hannigan joins us. Coach, good to have you with us on the high school playbook. How does it feel to come home and officially be named the head football coach at Cookville High School? Yeah, it felt great. Um, you know, kind of, you know, goes both ways. It's been a little bit of a long 
month or so, you know, going through the process of just, you know, beginning um, beginning the process and the idea of, uh, of coming back to Cookville, and then it happens really quick, um, you know, the interview process and the, the final decision and, and really getting started with the, the press conference and everything happened, you know, fairly quickly. So great to, to be officially named, um, you know, the head coach and really excited to be back. Football runs deep in your family. How really deep is that family connection to the sport? Yeah, um, certainly, uh, you know, a characteristic of our family. Um, you know, hopefully not the um, the only characteristic or, or even the main thing, but, but a big part of our family and our life. And, um, you know, my dad was a, a defensive coordinator when I was real young at Tennessee Tech and became uh, the head coach for, for a while and, you know, so I grew up grew up going to Tennessee Tech all the time and spend a lot of time there and, um, you know, on the sidelines and, um, you know, brothers all involved. And so really part of a big part of my childhood. Um, and then I'll, I'll, um, obviously, you know, developing into a football player at Cookville um, at that point already knew, you know, I wanted to be a coach and, and something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So. A um, huge part of our of our family, but um, you know, certainly something that um, you know has been kind of a, a part of our lives for a long time. How special is it to be the head coach at your alma mater? Maybe compared to being at another school. Yeah, you know, that's certainly a big part of the reason um, that I pers- uh, you know pursued this is you know what Cookville means to me, both the community and, and the school. Um, and, and not just to me, but my family. And um, it is different. You know, it is. I've, I've been a fortunate to, um, you know, I played at Tennessee Tech and I was fortunate to coach at Tennessee Tech two different times um, and, and be a coordinator there. And I've also been, you know, coordinator at a different university. And certainly you work hard both places and you work hard for, you know, your head coach and your players. But it is different when you're at a place that um, has invested in you and that you have invested in as a player, and um, you know, especially with the community ties. And uh, hopefully, you know, the, the community will um, benefit from me knowing, you know, people and, and my family knowing people, and um, you know, the passion that I'll have every day to, to try to make uh, Cookville football something that they're proud of. We're speaking with new Cookville head football coach Taylor Dennigan on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. What kind of culture would you like to create at Cookville High School? Well, first of all, you know, I think you've got to respect the culture uh, and, and the, the coaches that have been at Cookville. The last three, um, you know, certainly I've been involved in in different ways, but playing for Coach Joslin and, and the culture that he established um, and the success uh, on the field that we had, uh, Coach Cook, who took over shortly after him, um, you know, albeit for not long, but w- was a part of a football culture as our uh, one of our defensive coaches and what he's done with the wrestling program and uh, the reputation that he has. And then Coach Maynard, you know, and, and trying to not change everything that they've done, but build on, you know, what the previous coaches have done and, and even before you know, there's been a lot of good coaches and a lot of good teams here at Cookville. So there are some things, obviously, that I will do differently um, that 
you know, no matter who it is, you're always going to do things your way a little bit. But, um, you know, certainly want to build on the the coaches and the success and the experience that they've had. They've done it a lot, a lot longer than I have. So, um, you know, I do want to instill some things that I believe in, um, but certainly respect, you know, the coaches that have been there. How did the first meeting with your players go, and did you have an initial message to convey to them? Yeah, you know, it was it was brief. Um, obviously, you know, the kind of the last of the semester, some testing and things like that going on. But uh, appreciate most of the players that could be there that that were at the press conference and got to um, shake their hand and introduce myself. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that they understand that they're going to be challenged and, and they're going to be pushed um, very hard. You know, hopefully to to kind of expand their expectation and what they're what they think they're capable of, we can build on that. Um, I also want them to know that they're going to be loved and cared for. And I think, you know, it's kind of a, a word that coaches don't often use, but I think it's important that they know they're going to be they're going to be coached hard and they're going to be loved. And um, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, they don't they don't know me very well, and I'm getting to know them. And uh, I don't expect you know them to fully trust me now, but you know, hopefully over the next few few months and, and years of hard work that we, we earn that trust and we build that that community and that bond and that, that culture that, you know, every coach tries to establish. But I think you do that with investing in your players and, and really caring about them on and off the field. Looking forward to great success with the Cookville football team. Thanks to head coach Taylor Hennigan for joining in the high school playbook this morning. The York Institute Dragonettes complete a 3-0 and week. We'll talk to Coach Mike Johnson when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. After a seven-day break, the York Institute Dragonettes got back on the court in a big way this week, winning all three of their games over Oneida, Clay County, and Cumberland County. Coach Mike Johnson of the York Institute Dragonettes joins us via telephone. Coach, what have you liked about your team's performance this week? Well, you know, it was uh, a taxing week, uh, three games in four days. Um, and, you know, we had a, a really tough game Thursday night with uh, Clay County. I uh, was fortunate to pull out a win there. But uh, last night, uh, Cumberland County, it was, uh, you know, it was just a, uh, uh, the end of the grind. It was just one of those, uh, uh, didn't play fantastic, but uh, just hit the time clock and just grinded for 32 minutes and uh, was fortunate to get another win. Coach, last I spoke with you, you were kind of concerned the team wasn't playing maybe up to its potential or wasn't really playing York Institute basketball. Have you kind of, has that team kind of gotten back into that rhythm of playing the kind of basketball you expect of them? I mean, we've still got a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we had, uh, I think the last time we talked, that was after uh, Cookville had took us to the woodshed. So, uh, um, you know, they rebounded well from that. But, uh, you know, saw a lot of signs of improvement, saw some uh, good things from uh, some kids off the bench that we're going to need going forward. Uh, but we've still got a long way to go to where we want to get to be, but uh, we're making strides. 
Getting back to last night's game, you get a good performance from both Gabby Beatty and Reese Beatty. 20 for Gabby and 18 for Reese. Uh, just uh, talk about their performances and, and how well they played last night. Well, I mean, uh, Reese has played well here the last several games. Uh, Gabby's been solid, uh, but uh, the Clay County game, her and Ellie left you both fouled out. Reese had four fouls, and, uh, uh, you know, that game in particular, if uh, somebody would have told me Reese and or, uh, Gabby and Ellie would have both fouled out and combined for seven points, uh, I would have told you it would have been really hard to win that game. But somehow, uh, you know, the bench kids found a way to pull it out. And, uh, you know, but the, the Beatty girls and – uh, our top seven have just been, you know, really solid for the most part, uh, other than once or twice uh, all season long. You mentioned that game against Clay County that went into overtime and you come away with a 56-53 win, getting some contributions from your bench. Did that kind of make you proud to see your bench step up and know you could win under such adverse conditions? Well, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, but I mean, if people look at the the, the uh, scoring sheet from that game, it didn't look like we got much from the bench. But uh, Emmy Crabtree and uh, Josie Lander both played big minutes uh, defensively and on the boards, and uh, made key key plays that really don't show up on the stat sheet, but were very instrumental in us winning that game. And Lacey Patton has shot the ball extremely well uh, the first two games this week. She kind of struggled last night, but uh, Lacey was a big part of uh, that Clay County win. We're speaking to York Institute Dragonheads head coach Mike Johnson on the high school playbook. You mentioned Lacey Patton, and she's had a big season thus far. What is it, what strides have you seen in her game where she's really stepped up and improved this year? Well, she's always been a solid perimeter shooter, but uh, – you know, she had five threes, I think, against Oneida and Clay County both. But uh, late in the Clay County game, uh, <laughs> she really uh, attacked the rim and uh, was really glad to see her do that. That'll open up uh, her perimeter game some more and open up a lot of things for us, uh, for her teammates, if she'll continue to do that. Coach Johnson, you go to Sparta this upcoming week, Monday through Wednesday, to participate in the Sonic Shootout. I believe you open with Van Buren County on Monday. What would you like to see from your team at the Sonic Shootout before you go into a break for Christmas? Well, I mean, you know, that's uh, between last week and uh, this coming week, that's going to be six games in nine days. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's as tough a stretch as – you're going to play all season long, but, uh, you know, I just want to see them continue to, uh, um, try to do the things that we're asking them to do. And, uh, just, this will be a test of their toughness. And, uh, York historically has, uh, always been physically and mentally tough. And, uh, we'll certainly find out, uh, by the end of Wednesday, uh, if, if we can live up to those expectations. Six games in nine days is almost unheard of on any level of basketball. That That's a lot of games in a short amount of time. Do you think it's going to help prepare this team when it comes to January and the grind of the district schedule? Yeah, uh, 
you know, that's certainly the reason that uh, we played the taxing pre-district schedule. Uh, six and nine's asking a whole lot, though, but, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the whole regular season is to get you ready for the postseason, and uh, hopefully we can take the lessons we've learned last week and this coming week, and uh, when that time of the year gets here, uh, be able to understand what it takes to uh, take care of your body and uh, be prepared to play on you know, consecutive days if needed. York Institute off to a great start, 8-2 and two so far on the season. Coach Mike Johnson taking a few moments to speak with us this morning on the playbook. Coach, best of luck to the Dragonettes moving forward. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the coverage. The Clay County Bulldogs and Lady Bulldogs were scheduled to be in action last night, but the, those games canceled with Friendship Christian due to some non-COVID-related illness. Coach Rob Edwards, a little under the weather with us this morning. Coach, thank you so much for taking time out. Coach, I want to go back and talk a little bit about Grant Strong, who recently joined the 2,000-point club special basketball player. Coach, what does make Grant Strong such a special basketball player? Well, Grant just has a, a love of the game. You know, he's a he's a really a basketball player. That's the sport that he's, a, he's always loved. Uh, he has the ability to be good at at many other things, but uh, basketball is what he loves to do. He's committed to it, and, uh, you know, it's shown with his ability to, to score the basketball, especially uh, especially for us over the last couple of years. Once he gets to college, how high do you think his ceiling really can be in the sport? Well, it, it's hard for me to say. You know, I've only, I've only ever coached uh, one other player that uh, that was a, a D1 athlete, and uh, that being Tyreek Key, and um, so, you know, I think Grant, uh, Grant's body, uh, once he, uh, puts a little muscle on and, uh, gets into playing the speed of college basketball, I think, uh, I think he can go, uh, go a long ways. I, I really don't have a prediction for him though. Right. Going back to Tuesday night, coach, you kind of run into a buzzsaw of red hot York Institute team. What happened on Tuesday night and, uh, how did the dragons get the best of you? Well, they uh, they shot it really well. You know, they're a, they're a very good team, uh, one through five. I mean, they uh, they're probably as good as anybody we're going to play all season. You know, they got hot early, and uh, we knew that uh, if they got hot early, it could be a long night for us. And that's what happened. We just uh, never could get going offensively. We've had trouble getting getting into a rhythm offensively. We've only had uh, only had two games all year where we've been healthy and had all our players there. Uh, so, you know, we're hoping that uh, that we get through all these injuries and, and sickness and uh, maybe in January we can we can get into some type of rhythm. But, uh, but as far as York, I mean, they're just a good, solid team. I mean, they're going to – I think they're going to make some noise in the postseason for sure. With the sickness and the injuries, I assume that's put some uh, – a little bit of the onus on the depth of your team has, uh, has the depth. Have you had some players that have stepped up in that regard? We have. We've had some young guys that have gotten, uh, gotten some good minutes, some sophomores and – um, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's good for them and good for our program, too, for those guys to uh, be able to get in there and get some minutes. It's hard to really, I guess, when you can't consistently put lineups out there when you are battling things of that nature, but so, some things that you are liking about what you've seen of the basketball team so far. Yeah. <clears throat> ah, well, our, uh, just our ability to uh, to get ready to play every night. I think we're a mature team. You know, we have a lot of guys back when I lost the one. So I think uh, I think our ability to prepare and and uh, know how hard we have to play 
to be able to win night in and night out has been uh, has been a positive for us to this point, and as well as our leadership uh, from these three seniors that are coming back. We're speaking with Clay County Boys Head Basketball Coach Rob Edwards on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, in limited district action so far, what have you t- seen from the teams in the district and how competitive do you think the race will be once we get on into January? Um, the ones we've played so far, <coughs> Clark Range and Red Bull and Springs, you know, we, we've gone, uh, played on the road at both their places. Uh, those guys, uh, they play really hard, and I think as the season goes on, they're going to improve. I think both those teams uh, are going to possibly give somebody some problems uh, in the postseason. Uh, we haven't seen Pickett or Gordonsville yet, but, uh, you know, obviously both of those guys are uh, well-coached teams and uh, return a lot of guys, and, and uh, we'll have our hands full when we get the opportunity to play them. It's a smaller district this year, Coach, and is that something you'd like better playing in a smaller district, or is it, does it seem to be better when you have more teams in the local district? Well, you know, there's there's positives and there's negatives to that. Uh, I guess one of the positives of being a smaller district is you don't, you know, on Tuesday you have a district game, and and on Friday, maybe you don't, which makes it uh, not necessarily easier to prepare, but takes a little pressure off of you, I guess, uh, as far as, uh, you know, you, uh, you want to win every district game. You want to win every game, but you, you certainly want to win those district games and, and set yourself up for a good seed in the in the tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as uh, being a larger district, it's a lot easier to schedule. You know, we've had some trouble scheduling teams uh, since we went from eight to five in our in our district, and uh, one of the reasons we've, we've had to travel so much. Yeah, that takes six games off your schedule right there when you go down and lose those three teams in district play. That does make it tough. Coach, hopefully health permitting, you get back in action on Monday in the Clay County Christmas Classic. Uh, what do you see from the teams coming into that event? Well, on the boys' side, we have uh, Hampton, who's always a uh, uh, a state tournament team in, in 1A out of East Tennessee, and I think right now they're 8 no. And, uh, that's who we play Monday night, and then on Tuesday we'll have Bradley Central. Uh, so you know we've got uh, we've got a couple tough ones on deck for us, but uh, I think we're up to the challenge. We'll get back in the gym here a day or two and uh, get ready for those guys. Uh, girls, uh, girls going to have Joe Burns and Cumberland County, Kentucky. So they uh, they have a couple good ones as well. So uh, first time we've we've hosted a Christmas classic here at Clay County, and. Uh, looking forward to it well coach hoping that everyone gets the feeling better get the injuries healed up i know this is an exciting clay county bulldog team and uh going to have an exciting run through the months of january and february after the holidays we're looking forward to it best of luck to you and your team all right thank you we'll talk monterey lady wildcats basketball when we come back to the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. We're live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville for the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, and we're set to talk some Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball this morning. Head coach Michelle Farley is our guest, and we've got some players we're going to talk to as well. Coach, tough night last night, 45-40 loss to Smith County, and uh, a game you said was uh, pretty nip and tuck the whole way. What what all went down last night? 
Well, um, we pretty much fought with them the whole time. Um, we got to a point when we were, I think it was at halftime, we went in, I think, tied with them. Um, I think it was 20 to 20, if I'm not mistaken, on the score. Um, so we really held with them. We pressed really good. Um, towards the end, though, it just came down to the free throws. Uh, we were both getting into foul trouble and getting in the bonus and all that, and um, they made a lot of theirs, and, of course, we didn't hit ours. So that kind of made the difference in the game that night. Now, I know talking to you before we went on the air, you were talking about coaching against Coach Todd Hess, who was your coach at Monterey what's it like going up against uh, the the man that you played for during your playing days yeah um it's it's really special but also it's like you have that more like like a bigger desire to win and stuff like that so I always tell the girls every time we play them I'm like I would really love to win this game (laughs) (laughs) but they they've proven themselves and they fought really hard and to me even if we lost you know we were competitive and I think that proves something you got another shot at them so uh, you got one more chance this season to get that uh, win over over your former head coach coach tell me some things that you like about the team some of the progress that's being made with this team so far this young season yeah um we've done a really good job I feel like of working more as a team I feel like in past years that was something that we the team had struggled with um and I feel like we've kind of become more of a family in a way and um I feel like the atmosphere is really kind of welcoming it's positive we have a lot of fun um and I just feel like that gives them the opportunity to play their best um and we've seen a lot of growth and improvement with that and like I said um like I mentioned to you before when we've talked before about how we've kind of decreased the the loss margin, mm-hmm. and, and it's become a lot more, um, I guess, competitive, and people have noticed that, and to me that means a lot. You get a great win on Tuesday night going down to Woodbury and take care of Cannon County, 63-54. to 54. What stood out in that game to you? Um, that game, I felt like we actually fed the uh, ball to our post, which we've been talking about all year. We've got uh, some really good posts on our team, um, and they compensate on the boards like every game. Um, but, uh, it, you know, they, they normally get most of their points from getting rebounds and putbacks, but that game we really did a good job of feeding them um but we also had um a lot of our shots weren't falling as far as the three-pointers but we found ways to compensate those um by by driving in and getting fouls and and getting on the free throw line Uh, Lindsay did really good um getting some fouls drawn on her and um and made those points on the free throw line for us and that kept us in the game let's get to our players Lindsay Wright will bring you in first the junior and uh uh, led the team with 14 points last night to just Close, but couldn't get the victory. Uh, just uh, kind of uh, talk about the game last night from your perspective. Well, from my perspective, we locked. On defense, we played pretty good defense. We had, were on the ball really good. Our press was good. We had a lot of steals, but they just didn't come through sometimes. And then our fouls, we fouled a lot, which we really shouldn't have. But overall, our offense wasn't there. I know personally I didn't have the best offensive night shooting-wise, but I literally threw it to Adeline and I got a lot of assists from her so I'm just I just try to put more effort into when my shots weren't following to give it to put the post or just whatever way I can impact the game without shooting. When your shot's not falling maybe right out of the gate in a game do you have some way you try to make a mental adjustment or any anything like that to get your shot going in any way? Yeah I'll kind of like tell myself the next one's going in or I'll get like with one of my coaches or my teammates and they'll like help me through it and then I'll kind of just pray over it over the next game or anything like that just to kind of help me. Lindsay what do you like about this basketball team what's one element of it that really stands out to you? Uh, An element I'm not really sure but this team this year is really something different and I can tell by the atmosphere that it's just completely different than it was last year. 
All right, let's uh, switch over. Let's get Jordan Walker up. Now, Jordan came in with this big cast on her left hand, and uh, I assume that's cut into your minutes a little bit this season so far. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, Sitting at practice and watching my teammates in games, it's super hard because I miss being able to do it with them. But it also shows me a lot of stuff that I don't normally get to see because watching games from the bench gives you a totally different perspective than watching games while you're out there. And I know that I'm definitely going to be able to come back in with some new perspectives, some different things that I would like to do. Definitely feeding the post more. And hopefully whenever I get cleared and I'm back in practice, I can uh, work on some, you know, you know, ripping the ball and driving and foul shots more. So hopefully just room for improvement. Now, to, to kind of let the folks at home know, uh, Jordan's got a broken pinky. And uh, you come to find out real soon how important that pinky is. <laughs> yeah. it, it really, really means a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, when I broke it, I, I stayed in for the next three plays, and I told Coach I eventually had to come out of the game, and she's like, was it broken? And I was like, well, I don't know. I hope not. And I, I went to the hospital that night, and I told everybody. Um, I was like, yeah, so not the best news. I actually totally broke it in half, and I'm going to be out for six to eight weeks. So hopefully now we're thinking that I can be back around mid-January, though. Some of the things that you've seen from being on the bench and observing during practices and games, what's maybe something philosophically that you want to change in your game or improve at when you do get back to the court? Um, whenever I get back, I know like as a team, we um, don't necessarily take advantage a lot of the times when we get fouls, when we're in the bonus, when we're in the double bonus. I want to work on um, – one, getting the ball to the post more, and two, getting in um, and trying to finish on, like, harder layups and foul shots all the time. They're always important. So, All right. Adeline, let's get you next. Now, Coach said earlier when uh, you'd not arrived yet that you were the rebounder, <laughs> and I've seen from your numbers this week that uh, you put up some great numbers rebounding. Is that something that uh, you take a lot of pride in, rebounding the basketball? Yes. I try to get as many as I can to help my team out because that's one of my – ways that I can help him out because my shots don't always fall so that's one of my ways that I can help team out so I try to get as many as I can. Now I've often heard the great rebounders always say there's a true art to rebounding the basketball I mean do you kind of consider it that way as well and and what specific things are you looking for when shots go up that maybe help you in terms of rebounding? Uh, well, mine, I just try to box out as far as I can, but I got longer arms, so it's easier to, <laughs> it's easier to grab them over the other people. So it's, it's kind of just me trying to jump as high as, high as I can and reach and grab the ball and box out as hard as I can. Adeline, what, what mindset has Coach brought in that this team has really embraced, something that, uh, that you really have rallied around this year? Um, I think definitely, like they mentioned before, feeding the post. We normally haven't done that before, and she's worked a lot with our guards, and our guards have gotten a lot better with it. And I think that's really helped us this year. I mean, it's not all about feeding the post, but I think that that helps a lot because they're actually looking for us this time. And it also helps us post to get the ball back out to the three so they can get an open shot more. Being a senior on this team, what do you hope this team can accomplish before all is said and done this season? Um, I'm hoping that we can make it to regionals and win a few more games and be the best one of Monterey's teams from a while. All right. Well, girls, seeing a whole lot of improvement. Y'all are doing a great job so far this season. We thank you for joining us here at Chick-fil-A this morning. Coach, we'll bring you back up to the microphone. And uh, uh, it seems like you got a good, a spirited group, a, a, really, a group that seems to really rally around each other and uh, has a great camaraderie. 
Yes, yes, we do. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about this team is I just feel like everybody is um, putting forth the effort um, and going the extra mile to make sure that we're we're on the program that we want to be on. We're going in the direction we want to be. Um, and I've told them, you know, we've not gotten the district play yet, but I have a really good feeling about this team and where we're going to end up. You head up to Oneida for the Christmas tournament first of the week. What do you expect to see from the teams up there? Yeah, um, that's going to be uh, some tough competition. Competition. We've got some um, – players like or some teams like Sunbright and Powell and Clinton and some of those teams that have uh, been really good out in the eastern region of uh, Tennessee and so it's going to be it's going to be a competition we've played Onada before um, last time we played them it wasn't our best game so I'm looking to make some improvements on that and hopefully give them a run for their money. Coach lastly you get into January it's district time and a lot of big games coming up do you feel like I, I feel like you played a pretty tough schedule today do you feel like that's really prepared you for district play? Yes I, I think it really has because we've had a a lot of opportunities where we can learn um, from kind of the mistakes that we've been making against some of these difficult teams. Like we uh, talked about that one time, we uh, held Clark Range pretty good mm-hmm. within 14 points uh, was the loss on that. And so that's a really tough team. So I think that's going to prepare us for playing York, which I believe is going to be our biggest competition in the district. All right. Well, we're looking forward to uh, a great run here at the at Christmas time. And of course, once district play gets around, it'll be some great competition. And we wish you all, all the best of luck moving forward. Coach Michelle Farley with the Monterey Lady Wildcats, Lindsey Wright, Adeline Klaus, and Jordan Walker, our guests this morning from Chick-fil-A here on the High School Playbook. When we come back, we'll talk some Livingston Academy boys basketball. This is the playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Tough night for the Livingston Academy Wildcats on Thursday night as they lose at home to Pickett County. Livingston led 33-24 at the half, but held to 18 points in the second half as Pickett County rallied for the 64-51 victory. Coach Jimmy Miller joining us via telephone this morning. Coach, what uh, what adjustments did Pickett County make at halftime that gave you some problems in the second half? I think they defended much uh, tougher and much uh, more physical in the second half. I don't think their defensive intensity was what it was in the uh, first half. And that, that gave us a little more trouble. We uh, you know, had an injury with Isaac Story and had to play um, some younger guys, and they hadn't really had – been pressured like that and had that much uh, responsibility so you know so far the seat and handling the ball and uh, that that changed a lot but also you know um, Watberg uh, kid really got hot and got hard to guard and that kid when he gets going I mean he changes that team that's a, a heck of an addition to that team. Coach, you mentioned Isaac Story he had a phenomenal game earlier in the week against Macon County and you lose him in the first half to injury you could just almost tell the dynamic change for you on both ends of the court. Just uh, what is it about Isaac that he brings to the court that's really special? Isaac is he's just that guy. He's that guy on your team. He, he's the hard-nosed guy. He's the guy that's always confident. He's a, he's a gritty guy. He, he's in the middle of most of those physical scraps. And you got you got a lot of younger players on the floor. That gives that kind of guy gives gives those players confidence and when you lose that and you lose that strength and ball handling he's a very good vocal leader as well and when you lose that it um it's tough to bounce back from uh, you know we go from with him on the floor up up 12 you know when he gets hurt at the very end of the second quarter and then come back and we're down 12 you know pretty pretty quickly and i think go and score four or five points in the third quarter 
that, that's just we, we – our offense uh, revolves around him a lot. And, you know, it's kind of like I told him after the game was over and, you know, he was pretty upset, tore up about the injury, that uh, if you ever want to know your worth, you could watch that game and see it. Coach, anytime you play Pickett County, you want to know where Zach Amonette is at all times. Last night he scored 12 points, but you held him to just two field goals. What was kind of your game plan going in against Zach? Uh, the, the main game plan to go in is to not foul him, not uh, allow him just to just go have a big night from the free throw line. I think you know, most of the time when we played him and he has big offensive nights, that's typically where it comes from. And you know, we tried wanted to turn him into a, a you wanted to make him put it on the floor and be a jump shooter. Uh, I don't feel like that's uh, as much of a strength for him. Uh, trying to shoot over a good defender it makes a more difficult shot. I think, you know, and a lot of these kids, you know, they've played against each other so long now they start, they they learn each other after a while. We're speaking with Livingston Academy boys head basketball coach Jimmy Miller on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach from the free throw line Thursday night, a big disparity there. Pickett County gets there for 32 attempts. They go 25 of 32. Livingston only six of eight. How big of an impact does that have when you really stand back and and look at uh, the difference at the free throw line? I I think a, a free throw discrepancy like that, I don't think you could show me statistically a basketball game that a team can win or has won with a free throw discrepancy like that. And there's not a finger to point. It's just the stat that will beat you, and that stat beat us last night. Absolutely a big difference there, certainly, between the two teams. Coach, you put uh, this week behind you. You get uh, a chance to travel up to Loudon for the Loudon Classic coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. You'll get Loudon on Tuesday, the Mex County on Wednesday. Have you had an opportunity to take a look at either of these teams yet? Um, yes, a little bit. I'm, you know, pretty physical. Getting closer to, you know, East Tennessee. Uh, getting closer to Knoxville and see some pretty physical play and some pretty physical teams. So we'll have to we'll have to be on our game to compete. Coach, what would you like to see from your team during this Christmas break where you've got the games at Loudoun, then you're going to be participating in the AFLAC shootout at Watertown? What do you hope to see to kind of come out of these upcoming games with before district play really gets hot and heavy? Just to keep competing. We're going to, we're going to be using uh, younger guys a lot more, especially with uh, Isaac Story being out of the lineup. We'll have to use um, younger guys. So I'd like to see them start getting a little more comfortable and a little more confident. All right, Coach, you had a lot of games coming up, certainly over the course of the next couple of weeks with, uh, as I mentioned, the Christmas tournaments. Then uh, we get to January. Man, it's all district from there and a lot of tough games right around the corner. Coach Jimmy Miller, head coach of the Livingston Academy Wildcats, has been our guest today. Coach, wishing you the best of luck moving forward, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you. The Cookville Lady Cavaliers remain the only undefeated team in the Upper Cumberland. They go to 9-0 and last night with a 61-52 victory over CAK up at Knoxville Webb. Cassie Gallagher leading four players in double figures with 16 points. Coach Jamie Gillis joins us via telephone this morning. Coach, what has stood out most about your team during this 9-0 and start? Well, I told my team last night, uh, we've got different kids stepping up every single game. Uh, last night I had four, four players in double digits and uh, I think 15 assists as a team. So... We are really playing good team basketball right now and finding the open player and 
making that extra pass. And so um, I'd say that's, that's really what's, what's the most impressive thing about them right now. You've had some close games through that. You've had a few blowouts. But what does it say about this team that you've been able to have some tight games? You had an overtime game with White County. What do you feel like that really says about this team? Well, we've, like, like you said, we've been challenged, and, um, and we're, we're stepping up, and we're, we're making big plays when we need to. And uh, this team, they just don't quit. You know, they, um, they play till the buzzer, and um, they, they don't get down, and uh, we, just, we just keep fighting through. And so I, I'm really proud of their perseverance and their just, you know, steadiness to be able to just play through that adversity and, and just keep, keep working and, and keep playing hard. Friday night you had a game against CAK up at Knoxville Webb, and you win that 61-52. to Cassie Gallagher leads you with 16 points. But, Coach, what stood out to me, good balance in scoring. You had four players in double figures. Talk about the uh, performance of your team last night and a good win over CAK. Well, we um, were coming off a, a week off, and so you always worry, you know, coming back after a few days off and not, not playing for a week, and so – it, we were a little shaky early and, and missed some missed some easy ones that we usually make. And um, Jordan Gillis been sick all week, and so she she didn't play the the whole game for us. And so I, I was a little bit concerned going in how we would look. And like I said, we just we come out um, and and just find that open player. I mean, there was a, a a parent that does our our live stream, and I heard him say a couple times when I went back and watched it last night. That's really good basketball when we, you know, make three, four passes to get that extra pass open. And, you know, um, Cassie's playing great, but KK, Shay, and Bailey all stepped up last night. Uh, Emma Webb comes in and, and just had some really good passes and, and finishes at the rim. So, uh, overall, team win, and, and that, that's, that's what we're doing really well right now. Coach, it seems like there's a good camaraderie with this team on the court. Does that translate off the court as well? And do you think that's why this team really does gel so well together on the court? It does. They they like each other, and I think most importantly, they trust each other um, on the court and off the court. And um, you know, being together as much as we are in, in, a, in a season like this, you know, we're, we're together a lot, and uh, and they have fun. This this group is really fun, and. That uh, they seem to, you know, to genuinely care about each other off the court as much as they do on. We're speaking with Cookville Lady Cavaliers head basketball coach Jamie Gillis on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you turn around and play again today against Knoxville Webb. What do you expect in that game today? Well, we we played them early in the season at home, and it was a close one. Uh, we were down late and ended up coming back and, and winning that game. So I, I expect a battle. Uh, they've they've got some some really good players on their team, and Coach Collier there does a great job. So um, on their home floor, I expect it to be a, a good game, and hopefully we can just come out and play like we have played all year and just defend and make those shots and put up another win. How does the team maybe view this undefeated start? Is it something they're taking a lot of pride in and uh, maybe just want to keep this ball rolling as long as they can? It is. We You know, we, we've talked about – that's not our goal. Our goal is not to be undefeated, but it's nice, <laughs> you know. And so, um, but but we we our goal is to win and and get better every game. And that's what I told them last night that we we're improving every single time we step out there. And so, um, it, you know, it's, we've had a really tough schedule too. And so to to be nine and zero and to have beaten the teams that we've beaten so far, it, we're we're really proud of that. 
You turn around after today and you'll get started Monday in the More Than Basketball Tournament at Lipscomb Academy, taking on Harding Academy on Monday. Coach, what do you expect the level of competition to be at that tournament starting on Monday? It's going to be good. The teams that are in it are, are seem to be very good, but all having good years so far. I haven't really had an opportunity to watch a lot of film yet on them, but I do know, um, you know, Lipscomb, who's hosting the the, uh, the tournament has had a good season so far. Stewart's Creek's on the other side of the bracket. We just, you know, beat them in a close game last week. So I expect it to be a good good tournament. And like I said, we, we were off a week and then come back and play five games in six days. So I hope we just laugh. That's, that's tough, and especially during the Christmas break. Do you find it hard to kind of t- keep the teams focused on basketball during the Christmas break? Well, I mean, no, I don't, I don't really think – so for that, I mean, they're they're ready to play any time. It's just the toughest part is not being able to get in the gym and, and practice and have good scout practices on the teams we play. You know, we have to just kind of go in without any preparation and just hopefully keep doing what we're doing and being able to, you know, understand who we're playing and, and just for, just from talking about it, not really seeing any kind of film or practice. So that's that's the hardest part. But you know, they they they're ready to play every day. I think. Well, Coach, a lot of exciting basketball to come. It's been a great, great season so far. And, uh, of course, we'll flip into 2022. District play will get started, so a lot of big games coming up for the Cookville Lady Cavaliers. Coach Jamie Gillis taking a few minutes to speak with us today. Coach, good luck today and uh, throughout the, the holidays during all the tournament play. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. We'll wrap it up from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville when we come back to the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. Recapping scores from around the Upper Cumberland on Friday night, it was Clark Range over Gordonsville and girls play 49-33 as Addie Stowers scored 16 points. Cookville moved to 9-0 in the season with a 61-52 win over CAK. Cassie Gallagher led four players in double figures with 16 points on the night. York Institute completes a 3-0 week with a 55-47 win over Cumberland County. Gabby Beatty with 20 points in the basketball game, while Reese Beatty added 18. Smith County over Monterey, 44-35. Lindsey Wright with 14 points in the losing effort for the Lady Wildcats. It was Hillsborough over Stone Memorial, 52-13 last night. Upperman gets a win over Taylor County, Florida in the Samco Classic being played down in Florida. Upperman 69-23 victors last night as Mia Moss scored 13 points in the win. Warren County, a big victory as they were hosting Laverne last night, 62-13, the final score in that game down in McMinnville. On the boys' side, it was Gordonsville over Clark Range, 78-59. A.J. Brandon scored 22 points in the loss for Clark Range. Cookville over C.A.K., 43-38. Josh Hurd leading the effort with 12 points in the victory for the Cavaliers. York Institute over Cumberland County, 68-65. As Nick Smith scored 18 points, John Headings added another 16 for the Dragons. It was Trousdale County over Jackson County, 51-43. Jordan Arroyo scores 14 points in the loss for the Blue Devils. Also, Smith County over Monterey, 45-40. Brandon Dillon scoring 13 points on the night. Upperman in a shootout gets a 70-67 win over Taylor County, Florida. A.J. Nash with 36 points. Nash would hit nine three-pointers in last night's game, one off the school record of 10. And Laverne over Warren County last night, 65-43. 
the doubleheader featuring Van Buren County and White County was postponed due to non-COVID-related illness, as was uh, games last night, Friendship Christian at Clay County. All the schools hoping to make those games up at a later date. Some games on the agenda for today. The Clark Range boys will open play in the Sale Creek Tournament later on today. Cookville's up in Knoxville to take on Knoxville Webb today. Stone Memorial, the girls, will take on Anderson County, and the boys also scheduled to play today as well in the Stone Memorial Christmas Classic. And Upperman will play in day three of the Samco Classic down in Trenton, Florida. Big thanks for our guests joining us today. Cookville head football coach Taylor Hennigan, Monterey Lady Wildcat head basketball coach Michelle Farley, and players Lindsey Wright, Jordan Walker, and Adeline Klaus. Also big thanks to Coach Rob Edwards, Coach Mike Johnson, Coach Jimmy Miller, Coach Jamie Gillies, all joining us today on the playbook. For our producer at the back at the studio, Will Hearn, and for our on-site producer, Mr. Franklin McCarthy, for the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.